what we do here is go back, 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 back. Happy holidays. Hopefully the Raiders just don't ruin the Christmas spirit. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Micah McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And we got a Saturday Raiders game this week. And, you know, of course, it's going to be right when we are doing some some Christmas present opening. This is when we're getting together for the family Christmas event this weekend. Uh, so, of course, the Raider game is going to be during it. I think we had a Dolphins game, right, last yeah. year during the yeah. same time on the same on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, that was way off track right from the beginning but before we jump into all of the things we have for today how are you sir i'm well sir um no i i do remember um last year we did this for christmas and it was the dolphins game and that was when you came back to my house and i think we talked about on the podcast with how devastating it was of the whole fitzpatrick and arden key face mask but but yeah i'm doing good um we're gonna get you guys a preview of this uh this Browns game coming up on Saturday, a lot to cover pre just before the game itself. There's so many different things that are going on that we'll touch on. But before we do that, I wanted to uh, talk about just one thing. And, and I'm not, everyone knows I'm not the optimistic person, right? But I got a little fired up um, yesterday because you shared with me um, just a tweet that someone said that the Raiders were considering um, benching Derek Carr and putting in Mariota basically. So and I, as much as I've been very transparent about DC and how bad he's been playing, I, it pissed me off because I started looking into, you know, the standings and where we're at. And it's easy to sit here off of just some bad losses. You know, I think we're one of our last six, we're one in five in the last six games, something like that. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm as pessimistic as everyone else and down. So trust me there, but just to share some context of where we sit. So there are seven seeds that make the playoffs. Um, this year they expanded it right now. The Raiders are at 12. Okay. That doesn't sound great, but the six teams that are in front of them. So, well, yeah. So the six teams, cause even the number six seed is uh, tied basically with the seven seed and eighth and ninth seed. So it's just a cluster. So basically the Raiders are six games um, behind the six seed and they're only one game out. So number one, four games left in the season, there's still so much to play for. And that kind of sparked me when we were talking about benching DC. It kind of felt like we we're just sailing it the rest of the year. So of those six teams, we play three of them in our last four games, which is the Browns, the six teams that are ahead of the Raiders. So we play the Browns on Saturday, we play the Colts, and we play um, the Broncos, who we already beat. Two of those other ones of the other three, um, we've already played, which are the Bengals and the Steelers. And we've beaten the, the Steelers, so we have the um, advantage there. And we lost to the Bengals, unfortunately. And the remaining team of the six that's in front of us is the Bills, who we don't play. Um, and they're sitting at seven and six on the, in the seventh seed. So the point of that is there's so much that could change with if the Raiders win on Saturday. So if the Raiders win Saturday, they have the, they're tied with the Browns, who are ahead of them, and they'll leapfrog them. The Broncos play the Bengals. Um, and so if the Broncos lose to the Bengals, which – I think they will, then we'd be tied with the Broncos and we have the advantage over them. There's so many different ways that just after one week that we can go from 12 to 
nine or eight and be still a game out or a half game, whatever it may be out, out of just, you know, the seven, six or seven seeds. So I think there's, there's just so much to play for. And I, I know it's hard <laughs> explaining all that with, with so many teams, but just looking at it, um, six teams ahead of us being the 12 seed, it's like, okay, our season's over. Looking at the fact we've won one game in the last six. Yeah. A lot of room for, for pessimism. So, but even then it's been, the AFC has been so com- you could say competitive or mediocre. It's just everyone's been beating up on each other. And there hasn't, like the NFC has has really true separations within the the division and also how the playoff seeding is. So um, I just want to bring some hope to this um, Raiders team, even though, not even the Raiders team, just the Raiders chances. Okay, all I'm talking about is percentages and, and possibilities of how much can change within a week. But you still have to look at the team um, that's trending in the wrong direction. But if you... I guess the best way to say this is, is the last two years where we've had that hot start um, and kind of tanked down the road, we weren't within striking distance when it came down to the last quarter of the year, right? Which is where we're at the last four games of the year. So once we lost all those games the last couple of years, we were already so far out of the playoffs that it just had, we had to have like some kind of a miracle. We're one game out, right? And off of a terrible slide. So, and because people are beating up on each other, because you know, the Chargers are, are competitive and they're in there. We, we play the Chargers as well. They're one of the um, four games that we have left. And so Chargers play tonight. If the Chargers lose and the Raiders win, we're one game behind the Chargers and we have, we, we still play them. Right. So I just, there's reason to believe that the Raiders can still have a chance. And everyone knows I'm not the most optimistic, hopeful person at all, but it's, this is just kind of dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance, right. And I just, I just want it to be set the record straight that with what we're going to preview as far as how, you know, uh, disadvantaged the Browns are going into this Saturday, the thought of just sticking Mariota in for the whole game, that would bother me. If you get some packages, whatever, great. But I wanted to share that with you. Um, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, my first thought is you can always sign me up for how are we still in the hunt for the playoffs? Uh, even down, you know, even at the points in the last couple of years, like you've said, we've been more down and out at those points. And, uh, you know, I've been sat here been like, well, if we do this, if that happens, like if these, you know, things that are more unlikely to happen were to happen. So I'm, I'm right there with him. You know, we, like you said, very much been a therapy session for us for, um, you know, the last X amount of weeks or so going into every week being uh, mad and upset because we're losing. Um, but the fact that we are still, you know, very much in the, hunt uh as we like to reference of the awesome graphic seeing our names up there is always good you know if there isn't anything more like telling about this afc being kind of like you said people beating up on each other um i think the the bills started out uh like five and one or something or something like they started out yes they're five and one six and two and and the patriots started out like Two and four. Two and four. Yeah, something like that. And now the Patriots are on top of their division. Um, the Bills are, you know, in the middle of the pack, rummaging around with us bottom dwellers. So yeah, it's it's exciting. Uh I, I agree with you in the sentiment. Like it's like it's way too early to sit here and be like, well, let's throw Mariota in just to see how how he might do. I will say if there is any game that they're gonna do that, this Browns game where they're missing a crap ton of people would be that one, but I still don't want them to do that because like you said, it's kind of given up on the season if they uh, if they go that route. And, you know, it's one thing if they want to get him more plays, more packages, kind of inter- intertwine him a little more 
than they have been doing, but just sit there and throw them in there and, you know, put a kibosh on Derek Carr, doing nothing but admitting that we're, you know, thrown in the towel. So Yeah, I think the only – and I want whatever gives us the best chance to win, right? And so if we're going to Cleveland and it's going to be cold and raining and you get Mariota in there, it's like the best asset is his legs. And so what does that mean? So I, I guess you can get him some packages where he could still be effective, but – I just, I just don't agree with that. It, it, and we don't even know if they're going to do it. It's just the fact that it got thrown out there. And if, if our season was over, I'd be like, yeah, I'm all for it. Let's see what we got in him. But it's not. Anyways, just a little tidbit there. Um, so we're going to jump into the preview um, of this Browns game. But before we do, Micah, tell the people who we are sponsored by. Yeah, uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty. Um, well, let's get into this. So as mentioned, the Raiders are traveling to Cleveland on Saturday. Some Saturday football. Um, 1.30 p.m. Uh, kickoff on the West Coast. Um, as it sits right now, the Raiders are one-point favorites. Um, Over-under is 38 and a half. Okay. That's not a lot, guys right? There's a reason it's that low. And that's usually where I'm like, I'm going to hammer this. And it's like four to nine, you know, but last year's Browns game. <laughs> yeah, was, a yeah. lot of reference to uh, the, what was it? The uh, man, what was it? It was some, some weird name for, for the weather. Yeah. It was, it was like McCorkle weather. McCorkle. No, it's okay. I don't know what I'm just saying. Yeah. It was just like a combination of like hail and rain and sleet and wind. I'm like, I thought that's just like a typhoon. I believe that's a scientific term, but um, yeah, so it's, it's, it is going to be similar weather. It's going to be in the high thirties, low forties, 90% chance of rain. Um, so just another one of those Browns games, but as, uh, as noted, the Raiders are one point favorites and there is a reason why for that um, throughout this week, there's been a lot of um, buildup towards this game as the Browns have been hampered by players that tested positive for COVID, which would rule them out for this game. Uh, and Mike, I believe you have a list of those players and how it's looking for those uh, Cleveland Browners. Yeah, so it's not looking good for them. Um, they have they currently, uh, as of today, uh, I believe, have 15 players on their uh, COVID list. They've got nine from the offense and six from the defense. Most notably on the offensive side, Baker Mayfield. Um, just today, Case Keenum um, popped back on that list, which puts us in an interesting situation I will touch on after we get through this, but 
they also have Jarvis Landry, um, Austin Hooper, and then Jedrick Wills, their tack, you know, big time um, tackle. And then they have on the defensive side, uh, Tack McKinley, and a couple of their cornerbacks, Troy Hill, safety, John Johnson the third, and another defensive end, Ifidu Odenigabo. I definitely didn't pronounce that oh, right. Oh, you nailed that thing. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so they's, you know, obviously not the whole list, but they've got a lot of a lot of people out, uh, a lot of uh, stuff to deal with. Uh, the Raiders on our side, uh, Waller's out again, and then we got Perriman as well is out, mm-hmm. and Trayvon um, was on a one one game stint, I guess, because he's on he's on IR or not IR, but he's yeah back hurt he, again. So ours not a, not as big as theirs, obviously, but um, yeah, we uh, like I said, Case Keenum just popped up for there, so they're rocking just a third string quarterback, um, which couldn't have been worse for the Raiders because if anyone remembers the Raiders playing the 49ers Thursday night third stringer Nick Mullins came out and put up a 34 burger on us uh so which we were at that game um shout out Hooch if you're listening to this Hooch. we all we all endeared together unfortunately but anyways yeah struggling through the the COVID stuff and uh, the Browns are and uh you know it's kind of ripe for the Pickens to go and get this W for us so yeah well, it, it's hilarious because we we knew obviously there was um, Baker Mayfield was out. I didn't realize it was Troy Hill and John Johnson the third. Those are big time starters. Troy Hill is more of a nickel corner, um, and Johnson's a safety. But um, obviously, Jedrick Wills he's he's their left tackle. We were about to get ready to record, and you got the update that Keenum was out also, and that brought in Nick Mullins. And we both were like, "Oh my gosh, that's it's not even it's it is Nick Mullins. It's just." If you were going to give us any third string quarterback, I didn't even know he was on the Browns. Did did they just sign him like today? They, they're like, they're oh, like, we're we're playing the Raiders. We need an extra backup. This is the guy. Goodness gracious, yeah. That's just it's just the the name you don't want to see. But yeah, it's it's we'll see. Um, they do have, I believe, until um, tomorrow to decide whether the game is suspended. What that would be is they would probably move it to to Monday to a Monday night game to allow the Browns to free up um, some players that clear protocol. I believe they have to have at least 46 active players um, that can suit up. So um, if they, the number gets under there, then they have to postpone it. So who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to have to preview it as if the, the game's going Saturday and those guys are out. So what I first think of is, is obviously the weather is going to be important here because it's just going to be one of those messy games. And just like it was for, you know, just like it was for the Raiders last year when they played the Browns, um, they're going to have to fight to the conditions. So, Micah, do you want to start off with just kind of, you know, we'll just preview just both sides. We don't got to split it up by any means. Um, just kind of your thoughts, feelings. And as it's uncertain, we have to just deal with it as if the game is on. So any thoughts on the game on either side of the ball? Yeah, well, you know, it, with the weather like that, it's obviously going to be something where we are going to have try to see what we could do on the ground, which we haven't been good at. Obviously we've, we've aired out our woes uh, in that, in that regards. But as far as the offense is concerned, you know, last time that we played them in this type of situation, um, Josh Jacobs went off. He had 31 carries, 129 yards. It's gonna be hard to see him possibly pulling up another number like that. But the offense in general um, put up uh, a little over 200 yards rushing uh, as a whole, you know, so it's kind of they were just feeding everybody. They were running the ball, running the ball. And I think that we're going to really have to try to get some semblance of uh, an effective run game. I guess it doesn't have to be dominant. We don't have to go out there and put up 200 yards, but 
we're going to have to rely on the run game in this kind of situation, unfortunately. Uh, on the defensive side of things, this is perfect time for, uh, like we were talking about how, or I was talking about how Max Crosby is so close to get there and and get these uh, in these sacks and putting pressures on them, and, and we're not turning those pressures into you know active sacks. But they got so many; they've got a few different offensive linemen that are out um, with some some guards too. So I think this is prime time for our defense to try to take advantage of of getting to the quarterback. I, I don't know how much they're going to pass because they're probably going to be in the same situation. Luckily for them their most dominant player and Nick Chubb is like the only one standing on that offense. They'll probably hand him the ball 45 times uh, if I had to guess, and he might still tear us apart. So I don't know. It's, it's really hard to preview this game um, that along with how much of a, uh, you know, intangible the, the weather can be on this regards, you know, them having so many people out, it's nothing, you know, we're not really going to see a whole lot of, what you can look at on tape for the Browns as far as like how we match up with them. So as you explained, we're still right there in the hunt, but with the way that this team feels, it feels like we're hanging on by a thread. Right. And so I think if they're going to have any success in this game, which I I wholeheartedly think we can go out here and win, you know, minus Nick Mullins uh, channeling his 2018. No, not 2018. Uh, uh 2017 it was 2017 actually 2017 mm-hmm. yeah it's 2017 thursday night game but uh i think they just they literally just have to do the absolute basics they have to be able to control the game at the line of scrimmage on both sides of things this is going to be a big test for our offensive line um in regards to seeing if we can just like i don't know if we can just get some push uh you know miles garrett is still going to be out there he's probably gonna tear tear us apart um in one way or another but i don't know it's it's hard for me to sit here and and, you know preview this game right now with with so many different variables but week in and week out right now i think it's literally just like just stop getting in your own way you know run the ball that's what we had success doing last time we played them last year in the same kind of situation we won 19 to (laughs) 9 it was very low scoring uh but I think if we can just kind of get some semblance of, of our run game, you know, being able to not take over the game, but but have some type of normalcy and have some type of uh, steadiness to it is gonna, going to be the difference maker. I think whoever is able to establish a run essentially is going to be the ones who can come out of here and control this game. Unfortunately, we haven't been. And unfortunately, that's one of the most powerful parts of their offense. So it doesn't look good uh, in that in regards to that blanket statement, but. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. And sorry, did you mention Stefanski? Oh, I did not. No, yeah. Stefanski also has COVID, so they're yeah. missing their head coach as well. And their running backs coach. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, I don't know if hilarious is the right word, but if this game goes and they have all these players out and we and we just look at it with who's in right now, it's like you said, they still have Nick Chubb and we there's no Denzel Perriman for the Raiders, who's our leading tackler who's at his best in um rushing like playing the run and then for them they have no like their secondaries banged up and we are the best part of our offense is passing the ball as we talked about and it's going to be a downpour and 40 degrees and that's never suited Derek Carr what either weather or rain or both so it's I guess I'm just going to use the word hilarious I'm going to stay optimistic there but um, it's going to have to be um, a ground and pound game. And we have Jacobs and we have a banged up O-line um, 
inexperienced to the line. So it's going to be just interesting. Now that I'm thinking about the over and like the 38 and a half, the points, I'm like, I, I don't know if they get to 13 points, you know? Um, so we'll see. But I, I, I really just think that it's going to be a weird game regardless. Even if everyone was playing, it would be a weird game. But because the Browns are, are also coming off um, a rough stretch as well. So this is just a game that the way that I guess we could just say Twitter or Raider Nation has responded to all of these, you know, being one in five, the terrible losses against the Chiefs, losing the Giants, the Washington football team, you know, 40 burgers by the Chiefs in those in two of those six games. If we lose this game, I just don't know what it's going to look like. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. And then it'll it'll basically remove the first part of this, the first segment of our podcast about how optimistic I am. That's when I'll just say the Raiders are done. They're already but, going for Davis's head and Carr's head and Mayhart. They're already they're already just going for everyone to to get out of there and clean ship and and be yeah. gone. So we almost have to win out to not make it any worse. <laughs> well, and then the other thing too is um so we we talked, we said, you know, Waller is out. Foster Moreau is questionable. And so then we're down to our third tight end with no Alec Ingold and a bad offensive line and no Kenyon Drake. All right. How we, well are we going to run the ball? <laughs> just five wide. Dylan yeah. Stone just out there constantly. Like, I don't know. It's going to be. Zay Jones on crackback blocks the whole yeah. time. I, I wish I could be like, here's some areas the Raiders can attack. I'm just like, I don't know who's going to be out there. And even as unfortunate as for the Browns, they still could very well be, you know, win this game outright pretty easily. Um, that's why the Raiders are only favored by one. So we'll see. Um, we'll see you guys. Maybe we put Merida as just like the backup running back. So somehow we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to um, make some predictions. Um, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you have it. You're the most kind person in the world. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I don't have a whole lot of expectation for this game, except for we should win this um, with how many issues they have. That being said, like you said, they very well could go in and win it too. So I think we do get the W. Okay. I think we get the W. I think we win. 14 to 10. I think it's very low on the under. Um, I think it is like, I don't know. I think you probably see Jacobs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it right now. Jacobs gets both our touchdowns. That One might be receiving touchdown down in there. I think Jacobs gets both our touchdowns and only has about 47 yards rushing. <laughs> see, he puts up a uh, a daring McFadden on, on Monday. It was a Monday night where he passed for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown, but only had like, 23 yards rushing yeah, or something exactly. <laughs> anyways i think it's going to be a debacle of a game i think we see i i'm going to call the raiders coming out ahead um i think we're going to trade off rushing touchdowns they'll get a field goal at some point and we'll put it in the end zone and it'll just be sloppy back and forth so yeah that's where i'm going to go and that is a complete whim complete guess and um you know where i'm going with it so i like it i'm gonna go i'm gonna get weird i'm gonna go 15 to 9 and that sounds like a ton of field goals, but alas, it's only a handful. So I think the Raiders score touchdown, miss the extra point, and then have three field goals. There's my 15. And then I think the nine is a field goal, a touchdown, and a missed extra. I'm calling two missed extra points and a couple of field goals. And it's it just I'm just adding to the weirdness. It's just going to be um, 15 to nine Raiders come out on top. This They just have to win this game. There's no other way to put it. It's like, it's on a silver platter and I don't care. You know, I mean, we could, I know we just talked about how 
even with the matchups right now, they still have some advantages. You got to take care of business. You have to. You're getting handed an opportunity to get back into the playoff hunt. They got to come back with a dub. And if they don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think it's just, like you said, they're just going to burn the ships at this point. But <sighs> that's, I mean, that's been the most interesting preview we've had. Just Yeah, I would say so. Our preview was as much all over the place as this game is going to be. So indeed, that's that's really we really did preview the game by making our preview similar. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We embodied exactly what this game feels like. So that's that's what we got. Um, And then I know that we did talk last year in our recap episode that we had a third point we wanted to touch on. We're going to save it here. And there's there's this thing that has I mean it's been it's been gone it's been going on for years with with DC right so the reason it's interesting is there's a lot of hypotheticals right where the hypothetical that I brought up where hey if we win um, we have a chance to playoffs he's our best shot etc if you just looked at it without factoring in like hey well what if we sneak into the playoffs anything like that I just want to kind of get your thoughts um, just around what's the future at quarterback um, because DC has one more year left on his contract. There's no dead. Ca- there's no cap hit, right? So um, it's it basically next year you, is is a free year in a sense for us on on the cap if we do choose to move him. And if you were going to move him, it would be in a trade, right? Um, and this is and that's the best opportunity where a team has control over him for a year. Um, so that would make it even more attractive outside of his skill set and the fact that a lot of NFL teams aren't really settled at quarterback and probably could use him as an upgrade. So. It's just, it's one of those things that we've talked about a little bit, danced around a little bit and it's, but it's always out there and there's always the car stands. And then, then there's the people that say might as well cut ties and have Mario to be the franchise. Right. So it's everything in between. I just wanted to ask you point blank. If you're going to make the decision right now and we're not going to, we're going to have to get through the season and we'll talk about it. Right. But right now, what's your gut as far, what would you do if you were the Raiders? Would you part ways? Or would you extend him? Because that's what it's going to come down to. Because they either deal him, or he's playing on the last year of his deal, and you're then choosing to let him play in the last year of his deal means you're going to try to extend him. And if you don't extend him, then you're basically letting him walk for free and getting nothing in return. You know. So, do you think the Raiders deal him, or do you think the Raiders extend him? What or what would you do? Well, uh, honestly, in that kind of situation right here, I probably test the waters and see how much I can get for him. Um, the only problem you know that I've I thought I've thought about in, in that regards is Derek Carr has been very adamant that he wants to be a Raider for the rest of, for his whole career, right? How much is a team willing to give up if someone is very serious might seriously consider retiring? He doesn't need money, right? Obviously, what twenty million next year, twenty five million somewhere around there is what he'll be owed. Probably not gonna you know walk away from something like that, right? So if they deal him one year. I'd, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? He's always been someone that it probably would be fine. You know, assume whenever, if his football career ended, he, you know, he'll be perfectly fine almost, it seems like. So would he really consider retiring if he got traded or wouldn't, you know, extend a contract? So how much are you going to trade away for one year of this guy who's learning a brand new system, right? situation like that you hope to trade for him and then be able to extend him is what, you know, a team would want to do, right? Is there a chance that he just walks away from the game? You know what I mean? He, he's made so much money so far. I don't know. That's so. That's where I throw a little wrinkle in the question mark on trading him. How much could you actually get back? I think we're stuck in a really shitty 
hard place um, that is up against a really shitty rock as well. Because is that a rock and a hard shitty place? It's a well, it's a rock and a hard place, but both the rock and the hard part both hard place are, are both shitty. So it's a shitty it's place with, with, a, with a shitty rock. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways. You could sit here and say, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is possibly looking for a warmer home. Um, you know, no one knows what's going on with the Deshaun Jackson situation. Where's Russ really at? Gosh, dang it, dude. Why? This is so terrible. I'll never get it right. Ever. Oh, I'll never get it right. <laughs> no, so you don't look at it as negative. It's funny now. It is funny. The Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, you know, where's where's Russ at? Where's Russ wannabe? Where's all that stuff? So there's so many variables in regards to what, what would you do with your assets that you had? But I'm, I'll be honest with you. I think it's never easy to break up, right? There's never a good time to break up with somebody. Uh, but if, it, if you're in a situation where, you know, you're going to, uh, you know, need to move on, you almost cut the ties before it gets even worse, you know, and it getting worse, to be honest with you, is probably extending him in regards to having to pay him, you know, more money. Cause when DC's on, you know, he's a, he's a top, 12 quarterback you're going to pay him top 12 quarterback money and you're you know every you know you've gone through eight years of this this weird limbo uh situation with him so it's hard to be honest with you i think you i think you they definitely at least need to kick the tires on what they might be able to get for him in the off season but it's tough man i mean i i i definitely definitely think that they should draft someone this year at quarterback and it, and it could be you know i'm not saying they're going to be able to go out and get you know a top guy or whatnot but this draft has a good amount of talent that's going to be in a second third round range you know that middle middle of the road talent is a lot of promise and you know you obviously got to develop that type of talent but it's very interesting and it's it's almost you know back when we were talking about like do we stick with dc or, or trade for deshaun watson remember it was like <laughs> DC was at the height of his value at that point. I'll be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like there was talks that, you know, we might've been able to recoup two first rounders for him, um, you know, or something in the, in the line of a first and, and a, another high round. So I don't know. I, there's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of what ifs, uh, you know, there's also a what if of, if Mayox even our GM, you know? So me personally, I think you, I think you, you've got to figure out how to move on and what's the best route to do that to where, you're not setting yourself back super far, but also you're not getting in bed for a whole lot of money because you extended him to kind of just fill a, you know, be a, a gap void quarterback that's getting top tier money. So I don't, I don't know. I love DC, man. I do, but yeah. it's time, it's time to, you know, at least figure out a game plan of what's next. You don't have yeah. to pull the trigger on what's next right now, but at least figure yeah. out which way you're going with it. Well, yeah. And it's not a fair question for me to say, what would you do? Just make a decision now. It's just one of those things that, I think if you if you're like okay, let's see what the market is on him. I don't think his market has dropped um, necessarily because he's still having a pretty dang good year, and we've had he's had some bad losses. Like we've had bad losses, and then but if you're looking at the buyer, right? If you're looking at a team that wants to trade for him, they're like that was a dumpster fire of a season for the Raiders. They lose their head coach, they lose rugs. You know that all these things happen. It's like there were so many things that you could be like he's going to go over four thousand yards again after this game, so he's going to be close to he'll be close to 5,000 yards for the year. Like, and granted there's been, you think of the turnovers, you, you know, and not a lot of touchdown total in the red area. So, you know, if I was a teammate and I'm looking at him, he's 30 years old, I would have to trade for him and extend, you know, and sign him to a deal, which would be a four year deal. And you get him until he's 34. That would be worth it. Obviously it's always about the price, but what is even adding more to this, as I think about it is 
it's like, okay, well, let's say we deal him to a team that's not that we're not getting a quarterback from. So it's not the Texans with Deshaun Jackson Watson. And it's not the, you know, not the Packers, not the the Seahawks, right? If we deal him to a team that's let's say in the top seven um, in the NFL draft and we get a first round back or whatever it is, what's the quarterback class like? We've talked about a little bit where the quarterback class is not a very deep class or not even not a very top end class. You know, there's not elite prospects coming out. It's not like last year with Lawrence Wilson fields, what's the name Trey Lance, you know? So that, so it's like, you know, a double-edged sword where you're like, okay, so you get a first round pick and then you're going to go take, can you pick it? Okay. You might be able to sit at 18 and take one of those quarterbacks or wherever we fall. So there's not a good answer, but I think, if I was going to be aggressive trading car, it would be, it would have to be for a team that we get back one of those three quarterbacks. And I don't think that car would be someone, even though he said he wants to be a Raider for life, he's gone through it, you know, and he's 30 years old. He has a lot of ball left. He doesn't need the money, but he could go to it. You know, I don't see him being someone that goes to a team and, and says, I'm going to retire. Cause I want to be a Raider forever. Like the Raiders haven't been good to him. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not like he owes us anything. I think he's just loyal and, and a committed individual. So um, I would worry about Rogers, if anything, where he's just like, because you don't know with that guy. He's like, yeah, I'm immunized, immunized, you know, whatever. It's like he's one of those guys. He's an island boy, you know, in the offseason. But I don't know. It, it's very complex. But I, I, even though it doesn't make sense, analytically speaking, when you're trying to trade someone and letting them write out their, the rest of their contract to potentially get nothing for them, I don't think this is the year where you try to stack draft picks to pick a quarterback, you know, the quarterbacks are going to get hyped up in the draft process just to get, because a quarterback is the most marketable position out there. So there's still going to be potentially four quarterbacks that go with, you know, it'd be Pickett, it'd be Malik Willis, how or not, you know, I guess Sam Howell could be in there, the dude, Desmond Ritter, whatever. So, but those aren't, those aren't top end guys. And, and it's the only one that has the upside or the ceiling would be Willis. So I know I'm getting way too far into, and, and this is a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about, but I was just trying to, I was, I was trying to sit there the other day and just make myself make a decision. Like if I had to, and I really couldn't just make the decision. So would he take a team friendly deal where we just say, Hey, we're going to extend you two years. Um, they extend him at the end of the year. So he has three years left on this deal. You know, maybe then you got to think of, well, we bring in new brass with new head coach, potentially new coordinator, Luz Olson, you know, maybe new GM. I don't want Mayock to go, but maybe new GM, then what? So it's so complex and there's so many different things outside of the player and the position that the Raiders are in, because I don't think it's a completely blow this thing up. I think we got some good players, some blue chip players to hold on to that we can build around where it's kind of like reload. But the question has always been, is, is he someone like, have we already seen his ceiling? Is he someone that's going to take us over the top, you know, and get us into the playoffs and, and win a Super Bowl? because that's what every team wants to do. And I, he's just not, he, he's only that quarterback with, a really strong supporting cast and that's no knock on him. He's won a lot of games when the defense has given up 30 points, but he's, he's been so inconsistent where if the weapons aren't around him. He can't make, you know, something out of nothing and, or have a bad defense and still be able to prevail. So, and, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there that are that way. So it's like, if you want to just look for the needle in a haystack, you know, well, good luck, good luck finding him. but there's probably only, you know, four or five quarterbacks in the NFL and, Oh, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know if I could answer that question. I say, I guess the, the decision would be if, if, if I was Mayock or whoever the GM is, I would try to trade him for Russell Wilson, Deshaun, or Rodgers, 
And if I can't get any of those three guys, then I try to extend DC for two more years or three more years to give him four more years left on his deal and, and go from there. But in his defense, um, when we drafted Carr, he was the quarterback that helped us take the next step because we went from like talking about the offseason halfway through the year to being in the hunt towards the end of the year. But now we're sitting here like we need to take that next step. You know, he has brought us to that next level. That next level wasn't making the playoffs. That next level was consistently winning more often than we were used to. Not that that's, you know, necessarily a good thing or not. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't, I, it's, this is definitely not the draft class quarterback wise to go all in on someone because I I honestly feel like the talent at the top, there, there isn't a whole lot of large difference from the top to the middle of the pack when it comes to overall talent and stuff that sets them aside. Uh, in my opinion, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's always that option of extend him, you know, two or three years at a time going from here and then seeing what happens with trying to, you know, draft a quarterback mid round and what have you, but I don't know. There's so many different angles, so many different ways they could take it. And, and unfortunately there's always, there's only going to be one right way and a million wrong ways. So, (laughs) yeah. And it's, it's just hilarious too, because I think I talked myself all the way back to saying like, no, I, we shouldn't move off of him. But because I mean, he think about it and passing yards isn't everything. He's number two in passing yards. He's never been, I don't think he's ever been top five. He think he's been close, but, and that's with the cast that we've had, you know, Waller has been banged up. We lost rugs. He's, he's made a lot out of nothing, especially with no running game. So he has been dealt a bad hand. It's just going to be pretty complex with how the year ends, who we bring in as a head coach. And are we selling these head coaching candidates? You know, the candidates that come in on, he, this is our guy. You know, I think a lot of coaches would want to come into a situation with with DC. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a playoff potential team, and that's how they've been the last three or four years. So I think a lot of coaches would want to come into that, but who knows? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and well, and like you mentioned before too, someone may look at it and say, like, look, they're a structured team away from you know what I mean from from competing because you know you mentioned you know Gruden was kind of that guy slamming down the ruler and, you know, making everybody kind of stay in line and, and kind of having uh, the structure within the offense and how things, someone may look at it and be like, they've spiraled out of control, you know, because they were, you know, have kind of been floundering since the person who was kind of keeping that team held together and in some type of like, you know, structured form, unfortunately resigned, but I don't know. That's why it's such a weird situation that we're in because as we've talked about before, it's like, a team that loses their head coach midway through the season, it's because they're down and out and that coach has been doing so terrible that he gets fired. This type of stuff doesn't happen. Playoff contending team doesn't lose. Ours their was head just coach. a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't playing bad. He just was being a bad he was person. Misogynist, racist. Yeah, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but yes, even though I did. Well, the other thing too is is you look at our team and there's a lot of a lot of positives to build around the the defense has progressed, which has always been the ooh, I don't know about the defense. Had seen some guys flourish on that side. Still got some solid, you know, players on the offense side if you include DC in that. And the Raiders are gonna have roughly fifty million dollars suspended free agency. Like you look at that and you're like, well, we could just it, you don't even say hit on some draft picks. It's like, hey, we're gonna have a lot of capital to spend in free agency. And we have a lot of good players and this season just got away from us and it was, you know, a shit show anyway. So I don't know. 
we could talk about this forever and we probably will but and we're gonna what we'll do too i'm gonna just put this out there as a future us problem of of doing a whole episode on it but the amount of free agents going into this off season and the amount of high name free agents going into the 2023 year um is pretty big and we got a lot of a lot of things to touch on a lot of uh to players to spend some money on really and and people to step away from people to extend so um that's a big conversation that we can have um because there's a lot of players people along the lines of max and renfro and and uh you know moreau and you know a lot of people that's coming up jacobs coming up abrams those kind of guys are going to all be a lot of those are in the 2023 year there's a lot of guys who were second round and on of that same draft that are going to be up this year Mm -hmm. um so how much money of that do are we allotting to those guys and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be very interesting um see where things go which we can touch on that obviously a different time and and spend a whole episode on it but yeah we won't be uh we definitely won't be lacking content or topics to talk about in the off season. So, but the here and now is the Raiders going to Cleveland and man, let's just, I don't care how it looks. Okay. I don't care how it looks Two nothing. Let's just, just win that game. Get back home. Nick Mullins. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it, sir. One thing I did want to do is, is I wanted to shout out uh, my guy DG. So he's a buddy of mine. I used to work with him and he, I told him about the podcast. He's a diehard Raider fan. He's been listening to us ever since. And um, I told him I was going to get him some merch. DC, as you know, with all the imports and exports, um, different things that are happening with shipping, China, if you think about China for a second, there's just been a delay in in getting you your your gear. But I can assure you, it's close. Okay, it's close. And we had to really just send someone to walk there. So it's on its way, buddy. We appreciate you being a loyal listener and your gear is coming. Just he's, It's being delivered on foot, like you said. So, And the guy's got to walk through cleveland on saturday so it's it might take a while but not far out he's not, not far out Mm-mm. halfway there depending on how you look at it um <laughs> right on. Well, yeah raider nation love you guys best of luck to everyone this weekend you know whether it's you got your white elephant stuff going you got your you know hey i got to do this side of the family early like we're doing um the week before christmas but happy holidays hopefully the raiders just don't ruin the christmas spirit even though i already said i was done with the raiders i think two days ago i might be back we don't know i might be back um but anyways raider nation stand up love you guys yeah as always we appreciate the love please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars on apple itunes uh, apple podcasts go download DraftKings sportsbook use promo code tppn and get a bunch of free deals, uh, a bunch of awesome prizes, win a bunch of money without spending much. Uh, so do that. If you're watching on YouTube, all of our handles are on the screen. If you're listening to us on podcast, go check us out on YouTube, uh, Raider Take Podcast on YouTube. So yeah, keep supporting us. And hopefully we can go in uh, on Saturday and get this dub in Cleveland and, and go into Christmas week uh, with more optimism ahead. Peace.